How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. All aboard! Ha ha ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. It is now the second hour of power with Danny Bush and Tommy the True Newbauer. Boy, I love how that rhymes. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and we will take your phone calls. We'll take your emails. You can call us at 799-1250, or you can email us at ceoguys at yahoo.com. I should probably update this to see if anybody did email us. Hi, Mom. I had to get yeah. that thrown oh, in there if you're listening in the nursing home. Uh, one of our regular if listeners, Paul, Paul, he sends us an email. They think the man that they found in, the Okachi, in, in Okachi had dandruff. Because they found his head and shoulders in the bushes. Oh, oh. oh that was that, oh. Paul. That was bad. No, Greg, that if, was bad, if, Paul. If, if Tom <laughs> had told, yeah, if Tom oh, had told, if you had it. told that, you just, oh, 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 oh. just stop yeah. it, you guys. You'd just still be, stop it. you'd be rolling over there. Just stop. But, just good stop one, it. Paul. Yeah, just that stop was not it. a good one. No, no that, that was bad. bad. That was in bad that was taste, bad. Paul. <laughs> Listen, now, this Paul, is a, even, Paul's gonna even get if it hammered. wasn't in bad taste, that was a, it's a horrible a, joke. It's just not appropriate for the full Beaver Moon weekend show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not appropriate. Yeah, I think our show is appropriate for anyone under 18. Yeah, you got to wonder sometimes. Got to kind of wonder about that. Yeah, now is the time. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, not only is there, you know, bow hunting right now, gun deer's coming up. Uh, which is a you know you know I was just talking to my son Nick down in Arizona about that you know he's coming up for bow hunting yeah. uh, I think he's coming up Monday he's night shoot another one in the head He'll, he, I hope he's been practicing anyway <laughs> from an elevated level we'll right, see what happens right we'll see what happens but anyway uh, he'll be coming up I think Monday night and then he'll when he gets back he'll uh, come over to our house on Sunday but uh, you know the thing is is that you know. First of all, you get a lot of doe permits depending on where you're at. It's like some of these uh, somebody was just telling me the other day, people were coming in getting four permits and then they'll like last year. You can only year, buy one a day in, though. And, yeah, and then well, they excuse me, uh, he would they would come in and get a permit, right? 
Then they'd get another one. Then they'd get another one. Then they'd get another one. It's like, how, how many freezers do some of these people have? You know, I mean, it's like, my goodness. Well, I got but, a chest freezer up in my mom's basement in Green Bay. If anyone wants to yeah. take it out of there, you could hold about 20 deer in there, and it works great. Yeah. But well, Pop used to pile up those deer. He'd put yeah. that smoked sliced venison in there, man. I'm telling you, that's a good idea. That's, yep. Um, I, I'm going to tell my son when he butchers one of his deer, take a big old hindquarter or something, then, save get, that for me all it, in one piece. Get it smoked and then No, I'll release. smoke it. I'll smoke it. Hey. Yeah, I'll smoke it. I'll get a hindquarter for you. There you go. I'll put that baby on the on the smoker Let's for do it. And 10 then we hours. Can, if, you got a, if you got something to shave it and thin it, do it. That I it do thin. not have. Well. But I think I think Ron, we attack it on Heidenreich. Our, our advertising manager, I think Ron has a slicer. I think he bought one. Slices, dices, yeah. seals a meal. Yeah. Maybe we can get one for nineteen ninety nine. Let's go online. There's <laughs> shipping and handling. That and steak knives. Buy one, get one free. Right, exactly. Um, speaking of deer hunting, I've come to the uh, conclusion, Tom, that I suck as a bow hunter. I I think I don't know. So. Last week, I'm going to go up and go bow hunting, and I had a big one on a trail cam. So I was kind of tired after the show, so I didn't get up there till late. I went to kind of sight in a rifle, and I was going to go sit the last couple hours before dark. And then that that inf- that notorious rumble, rumble, rumble in my oh. stomach started. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That rumble, rumble, rumble that says, you know, Mount Helens is, is, is awake. Where you had too much... Hot sticks the night before? I think so. So I thought, you know, I better not. So I just sat out on a field with binoculars, and I watched about, I don't know, 15 deer come out, one decent buck. But it was a good thing I wasn't in the tree stand because the rumble, rumble continued. So the next morning I get up, and I'm at there. I'm I'm huffing up the hill. I got my little backpack, and I got to get up into this stand in the dark and be be ready. And I tried not to wear my coat as I'm walking on in, but mm-hmm. I'm still sweating like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get there, and by the time you get situated, you know, it's you're in the dark, and you know how to stand sometimes. It's been a long time for you, but you got to get everything situated. I can hang this here. I can, you know, trying to find where I can hang my bow off to the side if I got to yeah. be hands. So I'm, I'm messing around, but one of the first things I got to do is I got this tripod stand, and it's got a uh, enclosure. Okay. And so... It's been raining, and it's like tarp on a on a boat or a trailer that collects puddles of water. So I get up into the stand, and I lay my bow down at my feet, and I reach underneath the, the tarp, and I give a massive bench press shove yeah. to get all the water off. Yeah. And I'm, I'm launching water off. You can hear it just hitting the ground below, hitting mm-hmm. the leaves. And I, I do that, and then I go to go back down to get my arrows and i realized that this water that i've shoved off the top landed on the metal steps of my stand Mm -hmm. and instantly froze because it was like 25 degrees and it is treacherously i'm wearing rubber boots treacherously slick yeah so i'm like this is terrible i could just slip right here i'll hit break a rib on one of Mm. those metal so I'm just got a death grip on it, climbing on down. So I'm thinking, oh, man, this isn't starting good already. Um, so then I go over to, uh, I got this, this spray stuff. It's called Buck Bomb, right? It's supposed to be the mm-hmm. dough and urine kind of stuff. So I thought I'd spray it on a tree. 
So I thought I thought I had it pointed in the right direction. Oh no. Oh no. So I blast myself in the face with uh, dope piss. Yeah. Right? I'm like, ah. So I'm running, grabbing leaves from the ground, trying to wipe oh. wipe the stuff off my face. And then I'm thinking, oh great. I'll be the first case of chronic wasting disease dying human because I got it some in my eye and it, it you know it, dopey and, and I'm thinking oh. that can't be good, so disgusted I carefully climb my stand again, and then I get up there and I'm like, okay, so let me just kind of you know pull the bow back, make mm-hmm. sure that my shoulders and stuff. I realized that water not only had splashed onto the steps but onto the like. Onto my bow. Onto the, the ca- cam, the, 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 the little the, wheels the cams, on their cams. The cams yeah. yeah. So I got ice. So now oh. I'm chipping ice off the cams, thinking, I can't believe this. This is not going good. <laughs> and I'm now making noise. It's now 7.40 in the morning. I wanted to be there quiet oh. and ready when the deer came. So I sit there for a couple hours, right? And I had two, two, three deer go by, uh, don't want a couple fawns. And uh, so I watched them. I thought that was nice. So then I got bored. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to kind of draw back the bow, kind of hold on a, you know, target, you know, and just kind of get practice a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little right. testing. So I yeah. kind of twisted my body to lean if a deer came from this direction. So I kind of think, oh, yeah, perfect. I'd be right on. And I go to lower, I go to, you know, I'm at full draw. I go to go to not full draw. And somehow my finger <laughs> hits the release, right? Oh, and I see this arrow just go lobbing, just go, it goes sailing. And I'm like, can't freaking believe it. It's going to go into a tree, right? <laughs> so it launched, and but it was in slow motion because it was kind of, I, I was letting back. So it wasn't like yeah, you know, 200 right. feet per second. And I watched it. It was pretty cool. It went, there were two big trees, right? It went, there was a six-inch gap in between. It went perfectly between those trees and landed about 60 yards down the ridge. And then I thought to myself, hunting's over. I'm done with this. <laughs> Everything's going wrong. I'm not going to get my monster buck today. Call it a wrap. Just pack up for the day. I packed up. That's what I did. And things I thought, aren't going in your favor. Things just... are not going in my favor. This is not looking good. Save and it for the next day. Save it. Live to fight another day. There you go. But then, last night, you, you guys ever have a premonition where you, you you thought something? I guess we all have. Yeah. All right. I'm driving back. I went up to see mom nursing home. Left Oshkosh about uh, 821. And I'm driving back, and you get off on Highway 60 by Hartford, cut over to 164 and head down to Pewaukee. And I just had a bad feeling, Tom. I had a bad feeling. Even on the interstate, uh, whenever there was a chance where another vehicle wasn't coming my way, I'd turn my brights on mm-hmm. and just scan the side the sides of the road because I had sure. a bad feeling something was going to happen with deer. So then I get on one same, uh, and and I got my fog lights on just in case when you turn that it helps maybe a little bit um, to see the sides. But I'm on 164. I'm just outside Sussex, and I I flashed my brights on and scanned to look for eyes. Mm-hmm. Turned them off. And it wasn't five seconds later, there he is, right shoulder of the road, gearing up and coming straight in front of my truck. Really? And had I not been so, you know, I'm always on alert. You were attentive. Yeah, alert. I'm always on alert, but for some reason I was on high alert. I just had a a sense. So I hit the brakes and I realized, 
ain't going to have time. So I had to yank the wheel to the right, just hit the shoulder, and I just missed it. I mean, really? I missed it by, I'm like, oh, my God, heart's pounding. And uh, But had I not been on high alert, I guarantee you I would have smacked that thing dead on. Yeah. But I just had a feeling it was coming. Yeah, so, geez. Sometimes you just had that feeling. And I've come to the conclusion, Tom, that if at all possible, this time of year, avoid driving at night. I'll tell drive you. up during the day to your hunting area and drive back during the day. Because this time of year, it's it, they're going to be running all over the place. And sometimes you can't avoid yeah. them. I was, whew, I was lucky. Remember I, I told you way. how I hit that deer? Yeah. I was coming back from Sheboygan. I, had a, I did a seminar at some fishing club up there. And it's like 10 o'clock at night, and I'm driving 43, going like 65 miles an hour, 70, whatever. I never saw it. I mean, I never saw it. It, it, all of a sudden, I just hit something, and I thought, "What the heck was that?" Yeah, it ruined my car. You know, I well, yeah, <laughs> you have the, the semis that hit the deer. Oh man, when they're going 75, 80 miles an hour on the oh. freeway, and it just splatters them. Oh, oh yeah, my god! I one one it. time coming back from Peshtigo on forty one to towards just uh, actually, I was past Ocano, Lena, and I was only twenty minutes from Green Bay on forty one north there. Uh, I saw a deer, a big doe, got hit right in front of me. So I thought, it wasn't bad. It just got nicked in the head. Mm-hmm. So I pulled off to the side quick, and I thought I was going to grab it. Wrong. The traffic was so thick, and these people just drove like maniacs. Nobody moved, swerved. I watched like 20 cars in a row just pulverize. Really? Slam that deer. It was disintegrated. I'm mean, like, oh. it was brutal to watch. I'm like, oh, my God, these people aren't even swerving Wow. And just pounded that deer to nothing. That's weird. In in in, in seconds, it was uh, it was amazing. So, wow. yeah, I you know dodging those deer. I was lucky a couple of years ago. Uh, I was with uh, up hunting up there by Sparta, and we, we were leaving the farm during gun deer season. And my buddy Scott was driving my truck. I was in passenger side, and here comes a doe, full sp- coming from the left. And it's a narrow little one-lane road, corn, you know, corn road, you know, cornfields on each side. And the thing came, and he tried to kind of turn the wheel to the right and slow down. The thing ran, bam, right into the side of my truck. And I thought, <laughs> oh, great. So we pull up, and we go to get out and look back. There's no deer there on the road. I walk around to the front of the truck to look for the damage. There's no damage. The mm. thing hit the tire, hit oh, the front tire. Because really? it looked like it was kind of kind of maybe trying to put the brakes on and yeah, stop yeah, yeah, and kind of yeah. was hunched yeah. down. It slammed right, and I was into, you know, trucks rather high, slammed right into the tire. I didn't have a scratch. Wow. And we heard kaboom. So y'all think you You're hit lucky. a deer. You're, You're expecting, yeah. there's $2,000 damage. Yeah. I mean, you can't replace a bumper without spending whatever, 800 yeah. So I been, was lucky. But, wow. yeah, I think this time of year, just don't drive. You got to be careful. And you got to be watching. Mm-hmm. And 90% of the people driving – I guarantee you, on the highway, 90% are not paying attention whatsoever. Oh, without a doubt. Without whatsoever. A doubt. They don't see that deer coming even in full view on the left side. If it's on the side in the gravel coming, they don't see it. They're driving down the road with tunnel vision. God forbid they're on their texting or on their yeah. cell phone. Well, folks, it's that time. It's time for the NFL football picking contest. You can be a winner you can get a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub on beautiful Pewaukee Lake. All you got to do is tie or beat one of us three here, 
and you will get that gift certificate. And trust me, folks, it's easy to win. So, 799-1250, be the contestant for the NFL Football Picking Contest. 799-1250. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. It is now time for the NFL Football Picking Contest here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. And uh, our contestant today, well, first of all, before we get to Jake, our contestant, we're going to go to uh, Greg and give us an update on how we did last week, how we stand overall. All right. What's the situation Everybody like? last week went two and two. All right. That's not terrible. So for the season, Tommy, you are 14 and 19. Oh, boy. Bushy and I are 16 and 17, and the callers are 15 and 18. All right. So we have uh, two buys in the NFC North this week. Chicago and Minnesota are both on buys. So we will pick two random games to fill that spot. So on the line, we have Jake, Jake. from Muskego. Yeah. Good morning, Jake. How we doing, boys? Yeah, we're doing good. How you doing? Oh, not bad. Waiting for this rain to pass. Going to get out in the bowl stand yet today. Yep, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right, here we go. All right, Jake, we're going to start off in the college ranks. We're, we have Wisconsin traveling to Bloomington to take on the Indiana Hoosiers. Wisconsin is giving Indiana 13 and a half points. Jake, who you got? I like Wisconsin. All right. Tommy? Even though Wisconsin screwed me last week, I got to go with them again. Yeah, I'll take Wisconsin. Bushy? Indiana. I'm going to go with Indiana as well. I think this is a trap game for the Badgers. Indiana took Michigan into overtime, only been Michigan State or lost to Michigan State by a last-second touchdown. I think Indiana is going to cover the spread. Yep. Me All three. right. Okay. Jake? Next game on the docket is Kansas City at Dallas. Dallas is giving Kansas City two and a half. Who you got? I like Dallas. All right. Bushy? Uh, Casey. Tommy? Yeah, I'm going with Kansas City, too. I'm going to go with Kansas City as well. And Andy Reid's. We're going to have to call him Butter because he's on a roll. I think a buddy of mine used to call him the walrus. Yeah. Well, he, is, he does look like the walrus. Right? Yeah. Doesn't he? All right. No. Okay. All right. Next game is Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina is giving Atlanta two points. Jake, who you got? I'll take, it. I'll take Atlanta on that one, boys. All right. Tommy? After Carolina screwed me the last time they we I picked them, I'm taking Atlanta. Yeah. Bushy? Oh, I w- wasn't paying attention. What, uh, it's, uh, Carolina and Atlanta? Correct. Where is it at? Carolina. And, uh... Carolina's giving two. Giving two. Well, I don't know. Carolina. All right, I'm going to take Atlanta. Final game of the week is the beloved Green Bay Packers taking on the hated Detroit Lions. Green Bay is getting two and a half points. That's all? Jake, who you got? 
Boy, you know, I love my Packers, but I think I got to play it smart and go with the Lions on this one. All right. Bushy. Packers. Tommy? You know, Greg, uh, when Aaron Rodgers first started, you know, he didn't do so great either. But, but, I think I think maybe Hundley might do something. Maybe the whole Packer team will do something. I got to go with the Packers. Is this your lock of the week? No, 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 no. No, definitely not a lock. (laughs) Definitely Uh, not. But I got to go with the Packers, yeah. I have no faith right now in Brett Hundley. Or Mike McCarthy. Or Mike McCarthy's play calling for Brett Hundley, and the defense isn't playing all that well either. I'm going to go with Detroit. All right. Well, good luck, Jake. Thank you much, boys. All Take right. care, man. Have hey, a good hey, weekend. Hey, Jake. Good luck you, hunting. Have you ever been out to Curly's Waterfront Pub? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. A couple brossies there every now and then. All right. Well, you're going to have a $10 gift certificate Gift certificate for some free ones. <laughs> well, that, that'll go good with some of the beef sticks I got. Oh, right. that All sounds right. great. All right. Thanks a lot, Jake. Thanks, Bye now. Yep. All right. You know, no, seriously, I was – but. But it was pointed out to me that in Rodgers' first game when he came back, even though he lost, I think he still threw for like 300 yards. But he didn't have that great of a season. You when know? he came back well, from... I mean, not when he came back, but when he first started. When he took over for Brett Favre. You know, <laughs> they he, won he, like six games that year. Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, six and ten. Yeah, they... You know, so... Was it 2005? 2008. Brett... Took him to the NFC Championship yeah. game in 2007. That's when yeah. he said, I retire. They said, I'm coming back. And then they took over in 2000. And that was the said year. That yeah. He, and that, then, well, Brett was all. I, Yeah, they went 6-10. and 10. That's the 2009 draft is when they drafted B.J. Raji and Clay yeah. Matthews. Yeah. You know what you said, Greg, is so apt. Was when, that 2009? When, mm-hmm. What you said, Greg, was so apt when you said that. Uh, uh, the, some of the play calling. You know, I remember one of the plays from last week. It was third down and one. You got Aaron Jones, hand the ball off. He's been doing good. You know, he can get a yard. And instead they throw a, a wide receiver screen, which loses four yards. It's like, what was that? <laughs> I Ma- didn't understand that. They McCarthy even admitted that he called a bad game, which is odd yeah. for him to do because yeah. he McCarthy likes himself some Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and it's it's very odd that he admitted that he called a poor game, but he was very conservative with them. And they said the reason they're not going out to sign anybody out there is because they want these guys that have been in their system right. for years and they know. Well, they should the know intricacies. what's going on. Yeah. So if he's been in your system for three years and he knows these intricacies and these checkdowns and how to change yeah. the plays and whatnot. Why do you call such a vanilla game for him? Then? Exactly. Well, exactly. Throw, the- throw him, you look at a, a team like the Patriots. <clears throat> yeah. When Tom Brady went down yeah. or was suspended for the first four right. games of last year and Jimmy Garoppolo came in, did they change their play no. calling at all? No, no, it was the same thing. And then Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and their third stringer came in. Did they change anything up? No, it was the same thing. They called the same game plan. If you have confidence in this guy and he's been in your system right. for three years, I agree. And you say, you tell reporters, we're we're fine with the guys we have, we're good with them. Yeah. Then call a game that says that. Yeah, exactly. I I agree. Yeah, because he's been around. Hunley's been around long enough to know about, what's going on. How about giving Harry a chance? Harry Callahan. Callahan. Oh, Callahan. Uh, 
I mean, he wasn't he didn't he do really good? He's, I mean, what have we got to lose, man? He's, he's an exciting player, but I mean, what have we got to lose? Well, well right put now, him in there. Turn him loose with the play. Hundley has been there longer, and I think they also. I also think they're trying to showcase Hundley so they can. Just because it's better on the shelf longer doesn't mean it's better. But I, I think they also want to trade Hundley and try to get a good draft pick oh, for him. Oh, boy. Ted wants to get a seventh rounder. Well, they drafted him in the fifth round before the his rookie year, his preseason. He did phenomenal, and they were saying that they could get a third, second or third round draft pick for him. Well, then that goes with your saying. If he's so phenomenal, just play the play calls and let yep. her rip. Yep. yep, let her rip. Well, we'll see what happens on Monday night. What his receivers have to do is say, throw it to us. We'll either catch it or knock it down. That's what James Lofton and J.J. John Jefferson, Jefferson said years yeah. ago when the ple- uh, ple- Packers were being all conservative. They said, look, throw it to us. We'll either catch it or knock it down. And we took off great guns after that. Yeah. Well, and you, you have Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams, which are two of the top receivers in all the NFL. Just throw it up to them. Yeah. If you don't know throw what to up. do, just throw it up to them. They're and big, them- strong guys, and it's you got a better than 50-50 chance. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. All right, 100%. Boy, I'm glad we settled that. Yeah, I can't wait for mon- uh, Monday night, but yeah. I, I still have. When Mike hope. calls me later today, I'll yeah. tell share 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 what we talked about. Yeah. Oh yeah. If who calls you, Mike? Mike. Mike? They're not first namers. McCarthy. Oh oh. Mike. You're on a first name basis. Huh? Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back more with more folks here on a rainy Saturday morning in Hales Corners, Wisconsin. 799-1250 is our phone number. We are the Midwestern Shooter Supplies, cutting edge outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. No, I don't believe it. That, that, uh, uh. Don't touch me. Hey, Ray. Hey, Sugar. Tell them who we are. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers. And we're loved everywhere we go. That sounds like us. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth. $10,000 a show, right? We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we never know is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? Rolling Stone. Wanna buy five copies for my mother? Yeah! Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. We're rolling along today, leaving no stone uncovered. You know, that's one of the things, Danny, you were talking about uh, before our NFL football picking segment. You were talking about, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations of deer hunting in the stand and different things that can happen. Not a lot of bad things happen when you're musky fishing in the fall or walleye fishing or whatever kind of fishing you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like you can have more bad things happen when you're hunting than when you're fishing. Yeah, all, you, but, all you deer hunters you know. out there, be careful. I had a, a close family friend uh, fall out of his deer stand last week. and oh, he had really? To, had to get uh, like six vertebrae fused together, a couple oh. rods put in, oh. fell about 20 feet right on the... That's right why, on his back. That's, that's why I had the death grip on that ooh, ladder as each foot hit the ice, slick ice below yeah. me. So all you all you hundreds out there, be careful because yeah. and you know there's one a, little move yeah. can oh it can wreck ooh, your life. Boy. Yeah, well you can die. Shoot. Huh? Um, you know we're I was, talking about bad things, musky fishing. But did you have something bad happen? No, no, no. I was I was talking to a, a fellow over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop on beautiful Pewaukee Lake about. You know, the importance of sharp hooks. I mean, any kind of fishing you're doing, you should have sharp hooks. But especially with those 
larger hooks, they really got to be knife, needle point, knife sharp and all that. But it's not just for hooking a fish because you can get a hook in you with any kind of size hook, right? So you want to have fishing. them nice and sharp so you can you accidentally, can, when you sit on it, it'll go well, right in your... Well, no. Well, the guy said he said that if that hook is... Because su- it happened to him. Oh, so and it, he said if it's super sharp, it he said you can push it through easily. Oh, he said you can push oh, it through really easy. Creeping me out. But if it's not super sharp, you're not going to be pushing it through easy. No. So you Push it through his entire finger? No, like yeah. if you get one on the arm you, or wherever. If it's it, it, Sometimes I had a hook one time... That the tip of the hook was under the nail of an index finger, right? I mean, so I couldn't try pushing it through, and I've tried that before, and that hurts like heck. But anyway, <laughs> so that had to be taken out differently. But if you get one in the arm, what they do is they just, or leg or wherever, if the hook is super sharp, you can pop that baby right through, push it right through. Then, then with a needle, uh, uh, a wire cutter, bolt cutter, or cut that off, you know, cut the barb off and then just pull it out. Uh, yeah, it's Tom, you are wrong. Bad things can happen. In well, yeah, musky bad fishing. things can happen, time, but not as bad as hunting. One time my cousin, Stephen, he, he launched up on Lyman Lake up in Douglas County. They got muskies. It's one of the few natural lakes up there where they're actually native. And uh, the, the uh, boat dock was icy like I talked about, mm-hmm. my three strand, icy slick. Mm-hmm. He had one foot on the dock and one mm-hmm. to step in the boat, and he went head over heels into the icy cold waters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've done that before. Another time. I've fallen this, in the- year, Years ago on, in, on White Jaw 2. Was, my, he, was he drinking? No, he doesn't drink. So, But, yeah, he went in. Oh, that would suck. Uh, a couple years way back on my... Uh, my 99 Illumicraft, I remember I launched it at Smokey's. And when I came back, apparently I didn't have it tied up to the pier good. And it was slowly drifting out, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to make a decision. It's one of those times in life, Tom, where you got to look yourself in the eye and see what do I really have in my heart? Have I got the guts? So I, I the, the, the pier was my runway. I started my full, I started... Full sprint with the sorrel boots on. Figured I could reach top speed by the time I hit the end of this pier. And being as I did, you know, long jump 18 feet when I was in ninth grade, I thought, I can make this. Well, I was wrong. I landed with my ribs right on the side of the boat. Mm. Just, and with my feet (laughs) (laughs) dangling. And then I rolled over onto my back and flopped in the boat and laid there for about five minutes thinking, oh, that hurt. And that, that was my first thought. My next thought was, I really hope nobody saw that. Well, I got to admit, Danny, I never did anything that dumb. I mean, now, I if I had to do over again, I would not have made that long jump. You made it. That not-so-long, long long jump. You made it. I made it. You might have cracked the rib or two, but you made it. by golly, if I can hit the end of this board just perfect with my left takeoff foot, (laughs) I can make it no problem. I had a boat get away from me. My oldest boy was like about 10 years old, and the rope on it, it. It was a weird launching situation. But anyway, rope broke. Boat goes floating out into the lake. It was over at uh uh, right in Muskego, uh, Ma- right a, in Maguanago. That, that little had to be lake a there. cheap rope, Tom. 
It, it was. It, broke. <laughs> it was. It was. Well, I, I, well, see, with the kid, it was different. You know, normally if it was another guy, one guy'd be in the boat. Right. You know, you right. It. Yeah. The kid. Anyway, it was a long story. But anyway, and so I quick took off my shoes, took off my wallet, and jumped in the lake and had a swim after it. And my my kid thought this was just funny as heck. <laughs> you know, ten year old kid standing there watching dad swim out to get the boat. And he's laughing. <laughs> And I didn't think it was that funny, you know. But anyway, but no, uh, uh, I was going to say, like, in, in walleye fishing now. Now, this is a report I heard that, like, the Rock River for walleyes, not so great. Uh, some numbers of small fish, but not anything of, you know, size decently. Uh, not that great. But I did hear the Fox River was doing good. The the Wolf River, uh, the Wisconsin River up by the Dells. Oh, one time up by the Dells there at River's Edge Resort. I hate it when friends try to do you a favor. This has happened to me twice by two different friends. Now, when you take the boat out of the water, I always leave my plug in. I never pull my plug. I got a bilge pump, right? I never pull the plug. I'll hit the bilge pump, see if I, anything's in it. I, however, pull my plug. See, I don't. I never do. Now, my friend, they're thinking they're doing me a favor, pull the boat out of the water, and me, unsuspectingly, not knowing... A plugless boat. They pull the plug and they put it back in a splash well, next right? Time Tom so the next fishing. time I go out, launch the boat, and we're at River's Edge, and uh, I put the boat in the water, and my friend ties up, and I'm going to go park the car. Right. There was another guy standing there, and he tells my friend while I'm going to park, he, he says, uh, oh, I think you got a little problem here. <laughs> your uh, boat there <laughs> is... You know, the boat there is uh, filling up with some water yeah, there on the bottom. Yeah, I think you got you might, you, Maybe you that, got a leak there. Or, that happened to me twice you, by two different guys. Where's the plug? Take the plug. I never took my plug. And that's why I would never check it because I always leave it in. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See, I, that but when they launch, okay, here's where your friends failed you. Okay, where you were with the friend again, right? Yeah, twice. Here's it where they failed they you. My friends. Always ask me, and vice versa, is the plug-in when yeah. we launch the boat. They Every never, time. They never ask And me. I never get angry when they ask me. No, it's good that they be, do. Or vice versa, yeah. because we've all done that mm -hmm. brain fart before. You know you know what I forget to do more often? than It's not the plug thing. The back straps on the trailer. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's times when I, I, I go to back it in. It's like, why is it not going off? Yeah. I go back a little more, and I'm like... Son of a gun, the straps are on. Now I got to pull it back out. I was at, I was fishing a, a BASS tournament in Minnesota one time, and uh, there was a big storm overnight. And the boat had the nose of the boat towards the shore. Well, this big storm is moving in, big waves. So I turned the boat around so that the nose would be facing into the wind, right? So it wouldn't be coming over the, the back of the boat. And during the night, the plug got knocked out. So in these BASS tournaments, there are three-day tournaments, or they were. I don't know what they are now. But anyway, three-day tournaments, you fish with a guy from a different state each day, different guy every day. We get in my boat, we drive over, and you got to drive in a line with other boats, and then you go up to the to the dock to the where the, the head guy is running it, the master of ceremonies, you know, guy from Alabama who had a thick drawl. And uh, he, he looks down, and I kind of notice, boy, this water in the boat here what the hell's going on y'all y'all got some water y'all yeah, got some water y'all just uh move out of line here and go to the back there and take care of it you know so i tell the guy i said oh my god i said i gotta get a plug it must have got knocked out during the storm you know so because the back of the boat was getting pushed up on the by the shore area well anyway 
So I pull over to a dock, and the guy says, I'll take care of it. So I figure, oh, he's going to, there's a place up there, you know, at the resort that they sell plugs, you know, got like a bait shop or something. He's going to go get one, right? And while I got the bilge pump on, <laughs> you know, water, just as much water's going out as is coming in. Well, he comes down, and he's got a boat plug, and I lean over the back, put it in, got the bilge pump going for quite a while, you know, before we could take off. Right. And I happened to say to him, oh, and he says, well, we better just motor on out of a little ways here. Let's let's motor out. Let's not just sit here, you know. So I did that. I said, what, what, why do you want to get going so quick? Well, he says, don't ask me where I got the boat plug. <laughs> I think he took it from another boat because it was up by the parking lot, See, you know. I, I, I yeah, it's like, I've oh, got boy. an extra boat. I always carry I an extra I always carry one. an extra right one, Right in yeah. the back. Yeah, I always, yeah, have, I always one. have just an extra in case. One. Yep. Just in case. Uh, you and I, Tom, were Boy yeah. Scouts, man. But uh, you know, always prepared. Yeah, there's some good tips on walleye fishing right now that uh, hopefully we'll get to after this break. Don't, All right, but don't hold so. your breath. The yeah, way we, we you never know there. what might happen. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Splice Cutting Edge Outdoors. Stay tuned for more of Dan and Tom and Greg. It's the final countdown. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan. Tom, Greg here. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you're on your way to either uh, check the bow stand, get the rifle stand ready, go shot, go shoot old, uh, sight old Betsy in, get ready for the big hunt two weeks from today, Tommy. Yeah. So, you know, I was going to go up bow hunting this weekend, but I, I don't think, I think I'm going to bow hunt next week. I'm going to take the yeah. crossbow out for the first time, being as I'm... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just lobbing arrows aimlessly from the stand with the bow. I might as well take the crossbow. And and my mind is more on fishing. <laughs> yeah, you're still. Are I, you going to do anything? Fi- yeah, yeah. We going to get out fact, there with your boy. Yep, yep, yep. We this week. Uh, I forget if it's one day. I forget if it's Wednesday or Thursday. One day this week. Yeah. What I really want to do. See. And I don't know if I'm going to get to do it this year. I I love fishing rivers in the fall. I really enjoy that, but. You know, a lot of people, when you know, walleyes can be just about anywhere, but especially in that shallow, slack water, when you got a little bit of an yep. eddy, got a little slack water, and the currents going on rivers. by. Yeah, I'll tell you what, they'll they'll get right on the edge of that. I heard with the cold water temperatures or cooling temperatures on the Fox up by Green Bay that the walleyes are in, and oh, by God. Voyager Park, I heard they're getting them. Yeah, you can actually Voyager Park is a place where you can fish from shore. And actually catch decent walleyes. I and mean, you're yeah. probably better off going now than in the spring when it's too oh. crazy and it's a zoo. I got yeah. friends won't even go there anymore. Oh, it's a zoo in the spring. Yeah, but and, in the fall, but now would be the time to get yeah. out and do some fall yeah. fishing. And what's really cool, like especially up by the Fort Howard Paper Company, if you have a boat, you know, and you go up there, right? There's uh, Fort Howard Paper Company's got a warm water discharge because they take water in, they let this warmer water out, and there's a lot of food for the fish, smaller things, whatever. A lot of fish hang out there, and then bigger fish come and eat the smaller fish. I'll tell you what, I've, I've thrown spinnerbaits and crankbaits along that shoreline where she dips down. It's like, let's say, four feet. You never know. I think I've caught just about everything in that river right there, everything that swims in there. Right. From uh, uh, even a lake trout one time years ago, but uh, caught muskies, northerns, smallmouth, walleye, Carp, snag the carp, <laughs> you know, uh, white bass. 
I mean, you just, you know, what? that's the one cool thing about rivers sometimes, Danny, is that you, when you cast out there, you never know what you're going to get. But you see the muskie guys trolling right out in front of this warm water discharge. Oh, yeah, they're trolling that in the fall. I saw, I drove by it yesterday, yeah. and I Did saw you? some uh, some boats parked out there. Yeah. You know, another sleeper area where a guy could work some shorelines, uh, maybe some piers. Uh, the Sturgeon Bay area, that ship canal and so oh, forth. Oh, God, yes. I mean, got people walleye fish in the spring, <clears throat> but there's some tight-lipped individuals who go up there and do the, mm-hmm. the, the wall fall walleye. They got a really nice fishing. weed line there, you and, know. And Steve yeah. Millia told me years ago, I think Dick Wanasak used to own yeah. MW, that right. uh, uh, Dick had told Steve that he had lost a heartbreaking monster and it was in the fall, and I believe it was Sturgeon Bay. And it was some monster that they lost at the net. Well, when Dick uh, when Dick was alive and, you know, over at MW, he had a walleye mounted in his office that was— He had a monster. It was either 34 or 36 inches. It was huge. I think that was a beta knockfish. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was a beta knockfish. That was a beta knockfish. Yeah, that was yeah. a beta knockfish. Yeah, that was—it was just huge. Yeah, yeah. he used to be really— avid yeah, into it yeah big he, time he had a place on namakagan namakagan and, and that's uh, when he'd uh well gillespie oh yeah gillespie went with gillespie several filmed times. some shows yeah. up there they, mm-hmm. he did some really good shows up there yeah. they did some ice fishing stuff mm-hmm. up there mm-hmm. and uh yeah and now's you know speaking of ice fishing i know i hate talking about it but you know it ain't going to be too much longer and People will be getting out ice fishing, and uh, all the stores are gearing up for that. They're getting all their ice fishing stuff out, gearing up for that. A lot of different things out on the market and whatever. But I think, you know, ice fishing, though, it's a lot of the basic standard stuff, you know, ice jigs, yep, tip-ups, you know, it's, you know, little ice rods. You know, I mean, you to get into ice fishing, you don't have to spend a lot of money. No. You know, and it's not spe- expensive. Speaking of ice fishing, once uh, deer season winds down and a lot of people are not out and about, it's a great time to sit in on a Saturday, and uh, both Larry Smith and John Gillespie will have some great fishing yeah. shows. They always have great ice fishing shows. So oh, and I got an Both up- of them are worth checking out. Got an update for our listeners. Little Muskego Lake that they drew down, six, seven feet, whatever, it is closed to fishing as of November 1st, and it'll open next spring, I think, March 31st or April 1st, something. I'm not positive. But it'll open next spring. So it's closed as of November 1st. Little so Muskego. Little Muskego. Do not go ice fishing out there. Don't do it. And, they got and, helicopters circling, infrared, <laughs> trail cam set up. They'll get you. Well, one of the one of the things is, is that the DNR was worried that since... If you ever saw an aerial view, I saw an aerial view of it. Wow. You drop a lake six, seven feet, it, it really reduces the size of it. So basically, all those fish that were in that lake are in a like a centrally located area, right? And they'll be easy pickings. Well, that's how that one guy, uh, LeMay, got that 50-pound oh. uh, muskie out that, of High Falls that years was ago. That such a putz. He got that 50-pounder, and it, it was on display, mounted all over sports shops. But a buddy I, of mine I could tell you a story from about up that in Krivitz, guy. Jerry yeah. Worley was the one yeah. who told me that it was drawn down at that yep. time. And, so and this they fish were was these... stuck in a, in a little pool. Right. It was stuck in there. Couldn't go anywhere. And you know what that guy did hmm. who caught it? It was a big fish. It was over 50 pounds. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. He was going around to different... Tackle companies, rod and reel companies, tackle companies, asking them, 
what would they offer to tell for him to tell people what that he caught it on their product, on his, their rod and reel, their line, their whatever. He was looking for the best offer. See, Can I, you believe that? Yeah, but he came yeah, I up, believe that. I think yeah. there's all kinds of people yeah. do stuff like he that. He came up to the Stren booth, and I was with Stren at the time, and we were at the sports show, and he came up to the Stren booth. And the the guy who was running Stren at the time, there, uh, I don't know what what his job Larry, was. Larry Dupont. No, no, no. It, it was uh, uh, the who position. Used to make it. It was right. Dupont. Yeah, Dupont. Stren. But no, it was the guy. I forget uh, what's the position that's uh, for CEO. Pro, no, he was like uh, sales manager. Yeah, something like that. District he a, manager. He was a big shot. Regional manager. Well, anyway, this guy, this Bob LeMay, comes up and asks. I'm standing right there, and he basically gives him this pitch. How much? What would you offer me to say I caught it on Stren line? You know, and it was a little Irish guy, this guy from Stren. He told that guy that Bob LeMay in no uncertain terms to get the heck out of his booth and never come back. <laughs> Most of those people were pretty honest and upright you know the, the the manufacturers were saying hey no we we don't do that we don't we don't do that no yeah the guy was just looking for the biggest buck he could get it was right. just terrible, terrible terrible yeah that was bad gosh darn but you know what it happens yeah it happens i mean you know i mean i i couldn't see myself doing that i'm sure the guy was colluding with the russians when he caught that <laughs> well the russians had it all rigged they did they drew down high falls they flowage. Drew, down, drew it they, down they they were in the cahoots yep. with all it. <laughs> i'll tell you what if i hear the word collusion one more time i'm gonna throw up if i have to hear russia 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 collusion yeah. collusion collusion that's yeah. like everybody's favorite <laughs> word yeah yeah it's, oh, it's not funny. just with russia either oh now it's everything else, nfl but... Oh, NFL. Is oh, there, yeah. Are they using collusion? Oh, yeah, collusion. Kaepernick. Kaepernick. All, all the owners are in collusion. Oh, they're collusion. Yeah, they're colluding. I'm colluding. Yeah, they're I don't know what colluding. Is it colluding or canoodling? <laughs> collusion. That's my newest, favoriteest oh, word. I'm going to use it as often God. as I can. These guys. The I'm students are you. colluding uh, it's, it's to take over against you. Yeah. My students love me. Yeah. Um, collusion. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just funny how how all these stories just go crazy. Oh man, I'm tired of it. People are. I am just tired of it. People are idiots. You know, if if you just you know you know what's that's what the, the nice more, thing. The more I that, see humankind, the more I think. Yeah. That's what's nice, Danny, about hunting and fishing. You get out in the woods. You get out on a lake or whatever. And you forget about all that crap that's going on. Until some idiot cuts you off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you find some guy in your deer stand. Hey, what are you doing over there? Tom, what are you talking about? You're cussing at the boat launch when somebody's I, slowly launching, no, getting no. ready. No, I, I There's am, Tom I'm tapping much more his foot. Mellow. He I'm, has about half no, a smoke, and no. that's when Tom reaches the end of his patience. No, no, I, hey, buddy, I, do you think you'd have the boat ready before no. you launch? I will mention the people nicely, but no, I, I'm I don't get fired up like I used to. Well, you're I'm, older. You I'm mean, calmer. You could have a heart attack I'm, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch it, man. Coming to meet your mother. Coming, come, coming, mother. Well, anyway, hi, mom. Had a good time. Gotta say today. that hide in the nursing home. It's yep. Dan. Yeah, she's listening. Had, had a good time working. today. Yeah, that's all I got. Me too. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Get up to Midwestern Shooter Supply. Get your guns and ammo, guys. Hunting's coming two weeks from now. We'll talk to you all next week.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.